Hello, friends. I'm Renee. And I'm Anna. And you're listening to Fangirl Happy Hour, Question Tuesday edition. This week, we're answering a question from an anonymous guest, and... I'm just going to put out there right now that there are no such things as stupid questions. That was directed at me, folks, because I thought my question for Renee was going to be stupid. There are no stupid questions here. Hashtag no self-reject. Exactly. So let's get into the questions. Our first question this week comes from Anonymous on Tumblr. Hello, Anonymous. And they want to know, what films are you looking forward to in 2017? Anna, you should go first. You know how hard this was, Renee. I had 12 originally in my list, and now we had to cut down to five each. My first one is one that I didn't even know was coming out. And it caught me by surprise how much I want to watch it. And it's Logan, the new X-Men movie slash Wolverine movie. And it's in an apocalyptic future, you know, probably retconned from several different storylines as they usually happen in X-Men. And it's Logan, the Wolverine, and he's older and he doesn't seem to be healing that well. And everybody else is dead. I don't know. I have no clue what's happening, but I really want to find out. I love the trailer. And it's out as early as March. What's your first pick? My first film is Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures is an adaptation of the recent book by Margaret Shetterly. I read the book and it was an excellent overview of some of the black women who worked at the NACA, which later became NASA. The movie seems like it takes some liberties with the timeline, but Catherine seems like she has a central role, like she did in the book, which I like. So that's excellent. I'm super excited to see Octavia Spencer again. If you're interested in the space program, I actually highly recommend the book. It's not a history text, really. There's more of a storytelling vibe to it, so it's more accessible, I think, to people who don't read a lot of history books. So, dear world, everyone goes to this film when it comes out in the theater, so they will continue making more like it, because Hollywood only understands money. Thank you. So, my next one is a movie that everybody wants to watch, right? It's Wonder Woman. Yes! Yes! She was the best thing in Batman vs. Superman, which I just literally just watched it over the weekend. And the movie was like one million hours long. But it wasn't as bad as I was made to believe. Or maybe my expectations were so low that anything would be better than my expectations. But anyway, Wonder Woman. Can't wait to watch it. I'm really excited about it, too. Even though I don't really have much connection to the character, I'm still really excited to see. I don't particularly, either. It's not like I, 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 I'm not a huge DC fan or DC reader, but it's just such an iconic character. And, of course, it's the first, I think, superhero movie featuring a woman. So we must all go, folks. Even if you don't end up liking it, you still have to go to it. Yes, it's your mission. We're giving you this assignment. My next film is Annihilation. 
Annihilation is the adaptation of the first book in Jeff Vandermeer's Southern Reach trilogy. I haven't read the books yet because dude author, and this has been mostly a year of ladies for me, but I'm mainly excited about this film for the cast. It stars Natalie Portman, Jennifer Jason Leigh, Tessa Thompson, Gina Rodriguez, and they're playing some of the main characters. I am so stoked to be getting a science fiction movie with this many women in primary roles. Plus, Oscar Isaac is here too. I don't know what he's doing there, but I'm excited. I actually might try to make time for the book before this film, because I'm that excited about it. (laughs) I hear it's excellent. Well, I have the whole series. Jody sent me these really, really nice copies of the series because they had art, and I just need to make time for them. Next. My next one is a Christopher Nolan movie. And on the one hand, Christopher Nolan. On the other hand, it's about Dunkirk. And Dunkirk was a major event during World War II when uh, the Dunkirk port in France was attacked and there were so many people drowning. And what happened was that a huge rescue mission was staged from England across the English Channel that even people that had boats and fishermen with tiny little one-man boats just rowed across the channel to save those guys. And I just love World War II stories. And I know it's going to be a sausage fest, but you got to do what you got to do to enjoy war movies. Is that defeatist? Maybe it is. Maybe I have reached that point. We all reach that point at some time or another. What's your next one? Mine is Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. This is a new film by Luke Besson, who made The Fifth Element, one of my favorite movies ever. I have since forgiven him for the end of Lucy. And I know very little about this film, except for the visuals that look amazing. But, uh, Anna, it's up your alley for sure, because the blurb is like, time-traveling Agent Valerian is sent to investigate a galactic empire. Oh my god. I think this movie could be the next Jupiter Ascending for the two of us. That's possible. I cannot wait to watch this. What's your next film? The Dark Tower, starring Idris Elba as the fantastic Roland. It's an adaptation of Stephen King's epic series that has seven books, of which I read the first four because I don't really want to read the last three because I hear they're not as good. But the first four were pretty awesome, especially the first one, which I think is the one that this first movie is based on. I might be wrong because the first one's called Gunslinger and it's kind of like outside the main... Anyway, I digress again. I'm really looking forward to this movie, and I can't believe that they actually cast Idris Elba as Roland. It's just a dream come true. I have never read the book, but you tell me, hey, Idris Elba's going to be in this. I'm like, okay, sign me up. I'm there. Exactly. That's like, we are easy. My next film is the remake of It. I mean, do we really need a remake of It? I don't know, but we're getting it. I'm going to see it. Even though I will have fucking nightmares for 300 years. It's clowns. Okay, what's your next film? Star Wars Episode 8, because of course. It's Star Wars. My last film is Gifted. This is the only film that doesn't have anything to do with like, space or aliens or killer clowns. But it does have Chris Evans, who adopts his sister's kid after she dies and wants to raise her normally. Except, surprise, the kid knows hella math. And because she knows this math, it becomes this whole family drama with the mother of Chris Evans. And it also has Jenny Slate, who I love, and Octavia Spencer, my favorite, and Chris Evans, who I just consider my therapy buddy at this point. 
Because every time I get sad, I go watch, like, all his, like, therapy videos that he's put out. Oh, He has therapy videos. What do we mean by that? There's one video that he did. It was an interview. It was called Becoming. And he talks about therapy and stuff. And then he did an interview with one of his friends on her blog where he talks about failure and being okay with failure and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's a gift set, but it's also a video. I will link it in the show notes so everybody can go benefit because it's excellent. Oh, wow. I, I didn't know any of that. That's really great. How did you not know that? I've told you several times. <laughs> like, I would remember when I was like, Anna, in 2014, I was really sick and suicidal and I watched this video and it saved my life. <laughs> Did I not tell you that story? No. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, you, I, you told me the first part. I just told you the second part then. Now we're all caught up. Complete story. Congratulations. Yes. This is why I talked to my therapist, but I'm like, I feel really stupid that this online video by the stranger with this person that I'm never going to meet or know in any way saved my life. And she was like, it doesn't matter if you find what he says valuable and useful for you then you should use it. And Chris Evans has definitely been in some therapy. <laughs> and I don't know whose therapist is, but they're great. And I continue to be like, hey, Chris Evans, if you want to share more of your therapy advice in videos, feel free, because I can apparently use it because you go to amazing therapists. <laughs> so yes, Gifted looks really cute. That's 10 movies that we talked about, guys. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure we're all like, you have to go see all these movies so they make more of them. <laughs> But the most important one is apparently um, Wonder Woman and Hidden Figures. If you see two movies on this list, go see those two. Yes. So Hollywood continues to make more of them. All right, Anna, are you ready for my question? I am very ready. Are you prepared? Yep. If I were looking for romance novels as a stranger, if I came up to you on Twitter one day and I said, Anna, you used to read a butt ton of romance novels, what three romance novels would you recommend for someone new? Oh my God. Well, first I would do a little bit of a triage because... Uh, I think it's important to ask whether they would like to read contemporary romance or paranormal romance, historical romance. Okay, say it was me, and you know I don't like historical romance that much, but anything else? I would start with recommending a contemporary romance called Just the Sexiest Man Alive by Julie James. Her books are, one, hilarious, two, have really strong female characters. They are independent and they are sassy and they are very smart and have amazing professions as well. This one, I think the dude is an actor and she's a lawyer. And most of her books have that kind of like screwball comedies feeling from the 40s or the old Frank Capra movies, kind of like it happened one night. There's a lot of back and forth, a lot of banter, and they are so fucking hot too. So I definitely recommend that one. Just the Sexiest Man Alive by Julie James. Next, I would recommend A Paranormal Romance by... Mel Jean Brooke. She writes fantastic female characters. Her, her heroes are strong, but they kind of like verge on the better hero more than the alpha hero. And she has great world building too. 
demon angel is the first one in her guardian series and it has vampires it has angels and you know vampires and angels who would have thought i just love them so much the next one i would recommend would be alinea sinclair book probably games of command that has a like a robot kind of like bionic man and he's really shy and he just wants to be loved and he really has a crush on this amazing woman captain of the ship it's about their relationship again it's full of like light romance and it's lots of banter back and forth and it's gorgeous i'm pretty sure i gave you that one too you did yes i have it so i can read that one first yes exactly but if it's someone who likes historical romance, I would say start with Lord of Scoundrels by Loretta Chase. My type of romance is the romance that is light. It doesn't have a lot of angst because I can't deal with the angst. I just, I can't deal with the angst. I get so anxious about it. I like romances that are like just breeze over and there's sexual tension but not a lot of like no we can't be together. I prefer the ones like, oh I kind of like you dude. I kind of like you to do that and they start like exchanging zingers and i like the light fluffy and funny romances well i don't really know what type of romance i like because i pretty much spent my entire childhood reading nora roberts i sort of went outside that but not much so anyway yay for recommendations i like how i just sprung that on you and you just like knocked them out good job and now you have to read all of them you asked for it god damn it for you it's outside the scope of books and reading well in a way so you have a history degree right yes do you have a favorite historical period why did you like to read about the most my degree wasn't focused because i ended up not choosing an emphasis area i just took a bunch of classes from around the whatever and i followed this one professor around because i just liked his teaching style and like that he didn't give multiple choice tests. I hate multiple choice. Give me an essay test any day. Any day, please, teachers. You had multiple choice tests at university level. Yes. What? Don't ask about our university. Don't ask. You know, it's just, it's a terrible, it's, listen, it's a horror story. Moving on. I think my favorite era to read about is the American West, specifically. So that time period where we're expanding to the West. I'm surprised by the answer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I also think that I like that period because the more I learn, the more I'm just pissed off at the United States. All these problems you're having right now, guys, you brought it on yourselves, you complete assholes. As an addendum to that question, did you get to study other countries rather than America? Or did you do you only focus on America in, when you study history in the U.S.? It's impossible to study U.S. history without also, in a way, studying world history. I would expect that, yes. If you're studying the West, you're also sort of studying what's happening in Mexico. You're also studying what's happening in Spain. If you're studying colonial North America, you're you're also studying what's happening in the U.K. at the time. And if you're studying the West, you're also kind of studying what's happening with Asian immigration that's coming from China and Japan. But it's all it's all from the perspective of what's happening in the U.S. But you kind of have to grok 
what's happening in those other places to see why they're reacting to us in those certain ways. That's so interesting. I guess because Brazil is not so connected to the world the same way that America is. That Because I, I studied history at university as well. So Brazil is like one tiny track. And then we had so many world history that were completely unrelated to Brazil. Is Brazil surrounded by any oceans or are you landlocked? We have the Atlantic Ocean. Okay. I'm really bad at geography. You have to forgive me. I got really confused in school because I was into that thing where maps were wrong. What? Well, you know, maps are wrong. Maps make Africa look super small and the U and Oh right. Okay, yes, you have the, the right the right map. And so I managed to like completely fucking confuse myself for two years and now I'm trying to un like undo it and be like, Wait, where's that at again? Renee, why'd you do that to yourself? I don't know. I think I would like to do more study about Latin America because I don't have any context because my college didn't offer that many courses like that. Like they offered one Civilizations of Africa course. They offered one co course on Russian history. And that's as far as it went. You would get Middle East history in other classes that you took. Like we touched on it a little bit in Civilizations of Africa. But on the whole, when I was in school, they just didn't offer those classes. Wow. It was very Eurocentric and it was very centered on the U.S. And so I just didn't have the opportunity to take classes that would give me context for anything. I was really upset because there was no way for me to take classes about China, which I really wanted to learn about when I went to get this degree. And I just didn't have any. A lot of my interest is related to what I had available to me at the time. Right. My favorite class ever that I ever, ever, ever took was called The History of Sexuality in America. Oh. It was fascinating. How interesting. Do you know what my favorite was? Mm -mm. What? History of Religion. Ah, uh -huh. that would be really funny to take at the same time. Think about the conflict. Oh, God, religion. I uh, know. I know a lot of my... The worst grades I ever got was because I just didn't want to engage with religion at all. But you have to when you're a history student. But I didn't want to. I was just like, I'm done. I'm done. I got out. I escaped from the fucking Baptist. Don't make me go back. I'm a considered American. Everybody now knows that Renee is a considered American. You're all welcome. Thank you for answering my question. You're welcome. I want to go read a history book. That's it for episode 63. Anna, thank you so much for answering questions with me today. A pleasure as always, my dear. And for more hijinks between episodes, come follow us on Twitter at Fangirl Podcast. If you need bad and otherwise rejected cat pictures, follow me on Twitter at Renee. If you need terrible attempt at puns, you can follow me on Twitter at Booksmugglers. If you like Question Tuesdays, we would appreciate you going and telling people anywhere that you like Question Tuesdays. We appreciate all retweets and reblogs and shares because you love us. And don't forget to subscribe to our amazing newsletter. Every time there's a new episode, there is a new newsletter and Renee's amazing skills at newslettering. I send a nice inspirational message. Our show's art was created by Ira, and to get some cool art of your own, you can commission Ira at justira.tumblr.com or on Twitter at justira. Our music this week is by Boxcat Games, and our instrumentals are by Cheeky Music. 
If you want to ask us questions for Question Tuesday, you can email them to us at fangirlhappyhour at gmail.com or ping us on Twitter, Tumblr, or Facebook. And as always, Space Bees, thank you so much for asking us questions and so much for listening. See you next episode. Bye!